0: Everybody, welcome friends, big energy. Welcome to episode 19 of Rug Radio, NFTs Beyond the Floor, with me, Ben the Greek, the NFT 101, your host, episode 19, my lucky number. Following 18 incredible episodes, all now available as a collection of podcasts via Spotify, Apple Music, lots of other platforms. Go to the link in my link tree, follow, download, and listen back at your leisure. Welcome, everybody. We have started a comprehensive breakdown of Web3 progression, as told by the builders, the artists, the founders, the projects with real intent. We delve deep into some of the most exciting projects in the space and bring you a show That moves the chat away from the review of the markets and the NFT gossip. And our focus remains on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make a project unmissable. I open the series every Monday and Thursday at the same time. So that's 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 midday Eastern and 5 p.m. in the UK. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. And today on my panel of speakers, I have some good friends. I have Tom Youngs. Hello, Mister Youngs. How are you, sir? Good night. Mate. How are we doing? Why is 19 your favourite number? Uh, I'm born on the 19th of February, uh, and I always, okay. I always quite like Thierry Henry secretly. Uh, and he was 19 for. Oh no, he might have been 14 actually. I think he was 19 when he. Oh, fuck no, it, no, man. he was 19 when he signed for them, and then he moved to 14. Trust me. Okay, right, you don't even know. But I'm glad to know that number 19 is your favourite <laughs> number. Do you know my favourite you number? Know my favorite Number, number 69. Oh, yes, come on, Tom. Kicking it off this week. Glory. Goodness me. You can always rely on Tom to uh, lower the tone. Um, NFT Zerk. Yo, how are you doing? You good, yes, I'm very well, man. I love your mutant without the eyes. <laughs> Thanks, mate.
1: Yeah, did a bit of a took him down your body shop, didn't I? Give him a little customization. I like it a lot. That's very, very cool. That's it. That's yeah, sweet. Um,
0: you good? You had a good weekend.
1: I've had a very good weekend, mate. I've had a very, very good weekend. I haven't done much. The girlfriend's gone away to Egypt, so uh, yeah. you no know, wearing shoes around the house. Not doing the dishes. Been fucking amazing.
0: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Sat in your pants, drinking whiskey. I love it. Um, well, good to see you too, spaceman. Hey Ben, how's it going? Very well, thank you. How are you today? Yeah, I'm great, man. Great to see uh, the crowd building. Yes. Uh, looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, good one today. Really interesting one. Um, last week was a cracker. We met with the Hape team to discuss fashion in NFTs. And then we met with Dude from Rumblers, uh, looking into what like it takes to create an animated show through a Web3 project. Both fascinating, both incredible use cases for NFTs with crack teams laden with experience and an amazing track record. Now, today, very, very different. Um, This is a really, really interesting use case for Web3 and NFTs. And I'm really, really excited to be chatting with uh, the founders of this project and they have been in the space, and I've been following this project since, like, I think January 2022. It has been a very, very long road full of ups and downs and peaks and troughs, but really, really exciting. And having spoken with them recently, they are building out a really, really exciting prospect. Um, So, yes, January, uh, and their project is more interesting. Um, It's the first Ultra—I always get this word wrong. Ultraistic project of its kind, with a utility that supports nonprofit organizations with blockchain technology, and then rewards people for their generosity, which is, I think, a really, really fascinating uh, prospect. So, welcome to NFTs Beyond the Floor, Eunice, Alan B, and Mateus from Buddha Brothers. Hey, Bob. Hey, hey. Nice to nice to be here. Thanks for having Great. us. Great, and uh, yeah, well, thanks, thanks for um, joining us from Switzerland. I believe is that right?
2: Exactly, Zurich, Switzerland, <laughs> and Lucerne for matches. Oh, excellent. And uh, and how are you
0: guys doing? Have you had a good day?
2: Yeah, doing great at the moment. It's uh, six oh eight PM in, in in Switzerland. So yeah, the end of a long day and ready to ready to talk about our exciting project. Amazing! Um, before we get going,
0: people, please take a moment, if you will, to share uh, this space with your followers. Hit that little arrow at the top of your page, or perhaps. Drop a little comment in that little purple lozenge down in the bottom right-hand corner. I'd be very, very grateful. Let's spread the word far and wide. Um, and just very quick admin for the guys from Buddha Brothers. Uh, the space is intended to be a pretty open format. Uh, we have our panel of speakers. We have you, our guests. We'll have about 45 minutes of chat. And then we'll look to invite perhaps a number of people up from the audience to give a view or ask a question. So, uh, with no further ado, um, how about we get going? Best place to start always. Can you guys introduce yourself, your background, but then also Buddha Brothers and your concept?
3: Sure. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Ben, for this introduction as well. Uh, I am Matthias, aka Mama Buddha on Discord. For those who know me, uh, I am French. I am from the French part of Switzerland, like like the rest of the team and I have a background in hospitality management as well as a master in real estate. Currently, I have the role of a CMO at Buda Brothers, so I am overlooking the, the community activities as well as the, the sales and, and marketing. Uh, maybe Alan can tell you more about himself.
4: Yes, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Ben, for, uh, for giving us this opportunity to be here. It's very, very excited. So, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Alan. I'm the CEO at Buddha Brothers. Uh, I come from the traditional finance industry. So I hold a master's degree in financial uh, engineering and I have experience as a quant analyst uh, in uh, the second largest bank of Switzerland. So, yeah, as the rest of the team started to develop a passion for cryptos and DeFi uh, around 2019, if I remember, and I started to trade crypto. Uh, I, I built a simple algorithm that, uh, with one of the other co founders, Virgil, who is not here. But, but yeah, so the team is pretty much composed, I'd say, by two dri- business driven people that are Eunice and Matthias, and maybe two more uh, quant driven people that are Virgil and I. Uh, so I'd say we have a pretty balanced team.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
2: Yeah, and hi. um, So I'm uh, the third co-founder. I'm Yunus, the CEO, coordinating, you know, the different business units and really focusing on, I would say, the sales and partnership part of the business. Uh, Regarding my background, I did the same bachelor as Mathias, so hospitality management, everything that has to do with people skills, right? And later in my career, you know, I worked in, many, in in an incubator, a Swiss incubator in San Francisco, as well as a crypto startup. And so this really, you know, gave me the understanding of the different trends and really the, the, the good understanding of the industry. Um, and the last one, I'll introduce him quickly since he's not here. Um, and that's Virgil. So that's our head dev. He's a PhD in mathematics. He's currently actually right now in China doing... Uh, at 30% his PhD and at 70% working on our project. And so he's really yeah the, the dev guy and the technical, the the technical person of the team. Um, now a bit more about Buddha Brothers and what we're trying to do. So Just to to give you the little story, you know, so like Alan said, you know, he he was in crypto trading with Virgil. They developed an algorithm and very quickly, you know, they started to make great returns. So we started pooling our money together and sort of investing our money in this market. The, The market quickly switched, you know, around 2021, as probably many of you can remember. And so we switched our focus to NFTs. And it was, you know, uh, 2021, the golden times, we could say, of NFTs, where it was impossible to make a bad investment. And so very quickly, right, we opened up a a sort of small fund um, with the money of our friends, of our families, and we started flipping NFTs. Um, And it was actually very successful for a couple of months. Uh, We made, you know, very good profits up until I would say end of last year, where there was a really like a clear switch in the market, And I think everyone here, you know, can can agree that the market very quickly got saturated with, you know, very crappy projects, many rug pulls, many, you know, uh, just just scams in the industry. And I think that this really created a mistrust in the industry and, and impacted every collection. And so from there, we really identified an area of opportunity, and and we decided to launch our own NFT collection. And the thought process here was that you know we all had that experience in in, in, in you know we're, we're all post grad, we're all experts in our own fields. We had a lot of experience in investing in utility projects, and so we figured you know why don't we do something actually concrete with full transparency providing full visibility to our investors to really change the game and propose something you know that's more yeah that's much more professional and not just an NFT collection but with real fundamentals behind And so we, we came about developing this Buddha Brothers uh, project um, and I think the two things we wanted for our collection um, at the start was on one side to have top quality art completely different with what was done until then uh, and of course a utility, but not just a utility, a utility that could hold in the long term irrelevant of the state of the markets. Um, so on the art side, luckily for us, you know, we're very well connected in Switzerland and we're able to get as our lead designer, Laurent Bezu, who's someone, you know, who already worked on like Spider-Man, Harry Potter, some big block Movies um, and so th- with him and collaboration with him, we developed this Buddha. A bit more about the Buddha, I- I'll cover it quickly because I think today what we really want to pitch is really our utility and what we've been working on for the last eight months. But a bit more on the Buddha, it's you know beginning of the year we saw a trend of three D animals. Uh, the trend then you know switch with the enter the the fashion industry entering the markets with some more real life avatars. And um, and then so it went from three from pixel to three D animals to three D avat- uh, to three D human like avatars, and so we really wanted to you know to, to 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 forecast the next trend and how we saw it was you know NFTs and that's why the Buddha is perfect. It's like it's a symbolic sort of uh, it's a symbol that anyone can. Um, you know, can find themselves in because it has two arms, two legs, a head, right? It's almost like a human, but at the same time, it remains a fictional character which has concrete values attached to it. And so we thought that was the perfect of both worlds. And also, you know, it's a super friendly sort of mascot, right? And in today's, I would say, generation, we don't want the perfect thin avatar or muscly with the six abs because that's not reality right the reality the reality is probably we look more like a buddha than like the the, the top uh, you know like a c01 <laughs> or those very physically good It's certainly
0: not a reality here where i am i can tell <laughs> you that
2: <back. laughs> yeah um, but Anyways, that I would say is really secondary because what we really want to do, you know, is is create utility in the long run. And and what we did for the utility um, is something very special. Um, And so what we're doing in very simple terms, and then we'll go into more details, but we're creating an ecosystem of goods by regrouping individuals, brands, and NGOs, and rewarding them for their generosity. But much more than just rewarding them for their generosity, we're gamifying it where your digital identity meaning your nft will be at the core of this ecosystem and so there'll be four main pillars in our ecosystem on one side are nfts on the other our gift to earn games on the third part the ngos and finally our partner brands so i think the first thing i want to really stress out is we're not another mar- donation marketplace which allows donation in crypto Actually, we're much, much more than that. And our unique... Uh, selling and in our, I would say, unique value prop is really more around the gamification and the engagement of our users within this ecosystem. Meaning, at every step of the way, at every decision you make within our ecosystem, you will have the possibility to do good and to be rewarded for it. Because we believe that doing good is not just sending money to an NGO, but it can be anything. It can be helping a fellow community member with an English lesson, a web three support, it could be me going to my local beach and cleaning it up. it could be Ben planting a hundred trees in his forest, and it could be any one of you giving blood or really anything and this is where the whole ecosystem part comes into place, but more importantly our protocol and so in order to accurately you know identify validate and reward all generous actions in our ecosystem we need to develop a technology and this technology will be the protocol a cross-chain protocol that we're developing at the moment which will reward every generous action with karma karma is a non-tradable score token so almost like a point system which will reward you at every step of our ecosystem so i'll stop there um just to see if you guys have any questions, and yeah,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I mean,
0: it's fascinating, and I think it's um, it's really interesting to hear about different use cases, right? We've got so used to the idea of like you know creating brands, lifestyle brands, fashion brands, or you know extending uh, extending IP into uh, computer games or television shows, those things, and some people are doing a great job of it some people have promised the earth and done very little with it um this sounds like a great fresh idea Uh, my only concern I guess is that with a lot of amazing ideas like sometimes they can fall short because the wider world isn't ready yet to understand them and this is a completely new concept in this space so in basic terms like talk to me about how the model operates and specifically like how you reward generosity, because what you're saying there is quite a big statement. And, and I'm just trying to get into kind of more specific terms about it. Can you guys hear me? All right.
2: Yeah. Sorry. I was on mute. Oh, classic. <laughs> <laughs> Go again. Yeah. No, I was saying that. that's a great question. I think the first thing to tackle and like to cover is, what is generous and how should one generous action be rewarded compared to another, right? We don't want the founding team To be the people deciding that one liter of blood should be rewarded in the same manner as $100, that should be rewarded in the same manner as five hours in game, right? That should be reached by social consensus. And that's where the DAO comes into place, where you guys, where our community will be deciding how one or another generous action should be rewarded in karma. And so, of course, we're going to be following something very methodological because Of course, it's a huge challenge, right? And so we're going to start, you know, by encompassing in our protocol, firstly, in-game generous action. This has been completed. The next step will be for only monetary donations, crypto or fiat, On our platform and so that's going to be very easy for us right to say for a given number of dollars you will be rewarded with a given number of karma points the trick comes once it starts to be non-monetary good actions for example you teach me spanish i give clothes to a school you give your blood or your hair to a hospital or any peer-to-peer generous action and this is where the beauty of the Tao comes in where the community will be deciding how a given uh, generous action should be rewarded and the beauty of this means that with time and as we widen our community our protocol will be able to account for and reward any altruistic action through social consensus so I would say that's the first thing, right? How do we determine one generous action is given for X amount of karma, right? And I would say that's one of the main parts of how this model will operate. Now, in regards to, you know, like you said, you know, it's a new concept, it's blockchain, it can be, it can be scary, right, for NGOs, for brands. Um, and I think that here, the way we see it, it's just like internet. We don't wanna come to them telling them, hey, we have this new blockchain protocol, You know, the, third, the first thing they're gonna say is like, close the door, right? Well, we, we don't wanna touch that. And so the way we see it in our strategy is, don't force a novelty upon someone, rather solve a problem and make it into that they will, they will want to use that technology. And the blockchain is really more in the back end. And so if we look at the challenges that we're solving, on one side, the donors. The donors right now, there's zero visibility, Where they when they give money to an NGO, right? You have no idea where your money is going. How much is taken by the charity? How much is lost in fees? There's no customer experience. It's impossible for you to showcase your generous actions, and you don't know, you know, where your money went. What is the actual impact of your, uh, of your donation, right? And so this is something that we're directly tackling, leveraging the tools of blockchain, right? And just providing them with easy-to-read metrics, an easy user interface in order to provide your feedback on how satisfied you were with the transparency of the NGO, and many other small gamifications aspects. But from a donor's perspective, you actually don't know that all of this is powered by the blockchain and the backend. Now, for the passionate people, you can, of course, check out our code. Everything will be publicly available. And if you really want to check you know that the funds, you know how it works, you can, of course, check it. But the idea is really that your grandma can come on it and you know she sees these gamification aspects she sees those scoring like booking.com depending on how transparent an ngo is and then you know it'll be exactly like a typical almost web 2 interface but with many additional functionalities that could only be offered by leveraging blockchain in the back end now if we move to the npos it's kind of same but a double like on the other side right and NGOs a lot of them they want to be transparent they want to operate in a trust in a trustworthy way they don't want to take your money unfortunately this lack of trust in the industry makes it that they have a huge trouble in raising funds and finding volunteers well once again here we provide them with an easy to use framework In order to provide their donors with that transparency and a user-friendly platform where they can directly plug in, be onboarded, and then all of the gamification and all of the additional functionalities, right? going to be already built in and very easy for them to use um and on the last side there's the brands and then we go a bit more into what can you get for your karma and so for your karma you will be able to get many many things whether that's upgrades and games change your nft um you know change your nft dynamically so there's a vote in the DAO. so there's many different aspects that we could touch upon later but for the brands once you receive your karma by giving money to a partner NGO, or doing a generous action in-game, you will be able to go to our brand marketplace, more or less. And here, we are selecting carefully only the most eco-friendly and green brands that are willing to partner with us and provide discounts or free accessories to our community um, like, uh, you know, in, in exchange for karma. So it's almost like, if we take a step back, if you look at like Zalando or eBay, or I don't know you guys' is a marketplace, that's the most famous for clothes. In, in Switzerland, it's Zalando. Or, or, you know, they always showcase their most sustainable products, right? Their green, eco-friendly labeled products. Unfortunately, it's sold right next to shit by Nike, which was created by children. Same thing with OpenSea, right? There was this amazing initiative, NFTs for Ukraine. They raised three million. Unfortunately, it's sold right next to shit of people who are rug pulling and then just stealing the money of the investors. Same thing for social media. You have, you know, people that really try to care, do good initiatives, showcase goods, help other people out, and it's sold next to, you know, whatever it is, you know, influencers showing their their. They're bottom, you know, and, and, and posing in, in, in thongs. And so you can find goods everywhere in this world. Unfortunately, nowhere can you only find goods. And this is really how our model functions. Um, okay. Da, 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 da. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's great. And and uh, I I can tell you, like, <laughs> you've really got to the bottom of what it is you're trying to achieve. I like the idea of altruistic behavior. I like the idea of... Um, being able to make monetary like donations, but also being able to donate time, or being able to donate, you know, different um, different elements of kind of like you know just generally good, kind behavior, and being rewarded through that. And as I understand it, then what you're doing is you're working out how to reward people with this karma token, um, which is not on chain. It's a, it's more of a point scoring thing, and then that is in turn transferable to work on your marketplace where you're going to engage green, sustainable, kind, healthy, excellent brands. Excellent. I, I, I get all of that. Um, I, I just I, I want to I mean, it's a it's a really fascinating concept. It's 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 very, very broad. And so I um, I'm just wondering, like we talk here about storytelling. And how storytelling is a really, really important part of NFT projects that we see really, really going somewhere. And so, uh, like, you've got a lot of information there for people to try and digest. And I'm wondering, like, how you're trying, what does storytelling mean to the project then in terms of being able to help people understand and onboard people into this?
2: Yeah, g- great question. Um, so, and, and, and that's a great point. You're right. There's a lot of moving pieces. And just for those who are confused, I would say that at the core of our ecosystem and at the core of everything you do, there's the NFT. And I would say that this is where the full storytelling part comes in and where we put the most importance, where Actually, with us, we don't determine your story, but rather you create your own and decide to showcase what you want. So, of course, in our collection of 8, 8,888 NFT Buddhas, there's, there it, it has its sort of own story, right? And in very simple terms, it's like every Buddha got kicked out from their galaxy because they were corrupt, right? They weren't spiritually enlightened. And they arrived on Earth, and now and and their objective is to reach the highest states of elevation so there's five different states of elevation starting from the corrupt going all the way to the illuminated and depending on all of the actions you make in game or outside the game in our ecosystem you will win karma points and these karma points you'll be able to use to upgrade your nft and reach higher states of elevations when you upgrade your nft of course, you get additional staking rewards and, and other benefits in game. But more importantly, your your NFT is dynamically changed, meaning it's directly reflected physically, so people will directly be able to see it. Now, that's really on the NFT side. But where we're pushing it to the next level, and where I find that this project, you know, is is, is really nice, it's that at the end of it, you know, anything you um, any generous action you make in our ecosystem will be reflected on that NFT. So meaning once I see you in the metaverse or you put it as a, you know, or you put it on a marketplace wherever, I'll be able to be like, hey, is that's Ben's NFT. Let me see all the generous action he's done in his life. And then you'll have a non-immutable, you know, traceable proof of every good action every good project you supported in your lifetime now let's push that idea further one day unfortunately like all of us you might pass away right then well you could give that nft to your son for example or your daughter and then they will be able to have this sort of you know nft of their father seeing every generous generous action they've done so really the idea is to put back at the forefront good deeds um, and I'll just add the last the last one where I was like, you create your own story and decide to showcase what you want. So once you'll have karma, you'll be able to purchase. So we're talking with Dolce Gabbana. We're talking to Solomon Skis. So we have big brands that are interested. So with that karma, let's say you get a 20% discount on a Solomon Ski jacket. You're going to get that ski jacket in physical life. Of course, you'll have the opportunity to donate it. Anyways, we have many cool functionalities around this. But more importantly, you'll get an NFT wearable which will be exactly the same as the physical item you purchased and so once you wear it on your Buddha, everyone will be able to see that you participated in this sustainable ski jacket from Solomon where 20% went back to charity Um, and so that's really, I, I would say, the idea around storytelling is that your NFT is really your digital identity used to showcase your good deeds, celebrate it, and that it's di- directly reflected on this. Um, and I really think it goes in the trend because if you look, like nowadays on Instagram, you know, people are desperate to show that they help people, and like we've all seen that picture where someone goes two weeks to Africa, takes a picture with the kids in the in the school. I think that's great, you know. Um, why not show your, but this time you actually have a real proof validated by the protocol that you did this good action.
0: Really interesting. Zerk, do you have a question, my friend?
1: Hello. Yeah, I do. Um, nice, nice to meet you guys. I know we spoke before earlier on this year. I was just wondering if you can confirm something quickly, just so I understand that I've got it right. So people can come and they basically good deeds that they do, they can kind of upload and show you guys and they get karma tokens, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, what's what's stopping me just getting a photo off of Google and then just posting it in the chat saying, "Hey guys, I just done this. I just gave blood." For example, like, is there anything in place to stop yeah, yeah. people just like farming tokens?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so. F- that, that, Maybe I can that,
4: answer to that. Maybe I can answer it. to that, Eunice. Okay, cool. So first of all, the example where you talked about blood donation. Uh, so you, it's going to be like a very automated process where like, we can be sure that you actually donated blood. So it's not going to be like you upload a document proving that you donated blood and then it's, you're going to be rewarded with, with karma. It's not how it's going to work. This is what we said, you know, how the protocol is going to be launched is really step by step. And that's why at the beginning we only accept, you know, uh, in-game uh, generous actions because it's very, very easy to track them and to automate the process of proving that th- th- these actions actually happened. And then we're launching the donation, you know, monetary donations, also for the same reason, because it's very easy to track. And then the third step would be exactly, as you said, to extend the protocol to accepting non-monetary donations. So that's a step, you know, that will, that will take time to, to, to be developed for exactly the reason that you mentioned, because, you know, it's it's it could be, you know, uh, possible that people will try to fraud, but just to give you a very quick example on how it could look like uh, about the blood donation, let's say that you, you, know, you connect our app and you see that uh, you know, in a 10-mile 10, 10 radius, there are like you know, three uh, blood donation centers who, who are like partnered with us, okay? So you decide to go to one of them, you donate your blood, but at the end, you don't just go and you know, live your life and continue living your life. What you do is that you're able to, to scan a QR code, okay? which directly is connected to our API and can tell us that, okay, this person donated bloods, it's certified by the protocol, and there's an API that can a- that can be able to trace it and prove it. And once this is done, we can reward you with karma. It's not going to be like, yeah, I donated blood. Look, there's an evidence, and we just give you karma. So, so then, that's very...
1: All right, cool. And then yeah. with the karma itself, I probably I must have missed this part. So... With the Karma, that's an is it an off-chain token or is it uh, an right. on chain token?
0: What was that? It's my a point bad, system. Yeah. I interrupt. Yeah, it's a point system. So. Point system, yeah. Okay,
4: exactly. Cool. For, for then, the very good reason that then, you're not going to be able to, to trade Karma because it doesn't make sense, right? You cannot yeah, buy yeah. generosity.
1: And then for my Karma tokens, I can buy merch, I can buy in-real-life experiences, uh, partnership offers, that kind of thing
4: exactly exactly and the goal would be to have you know an ecosystem where you can only buy good things with karma you know kind of have a circular economy where the karma goes back to good.
1: like a pack of cigarettes
0: Uh, (laughs) no uh, not really maybe a green one i don't know (laughs) but but so essentially though what we're saying here is that initially we'll be rewarding things that we can really like trace and track really well and we're only really going to be able to bring other things into the mix when we get adoption from people and we have this protocol as you say which allows people to help you validate that that has actually happened and taken place
4: that's exactly it yes that's where the the DAO will come into place to help us you know validate and assess what is generous and what is not do you you guys
1: think there's uh, enough
4: nice people in the world
1: to keep this ecosystem moving genuine question
4: Mm, that's a good question actually i think you know i think everyone wants to do good And if you give them that extra incentive that they're going to be, you know, rewarded somehow, then I don't see a
2: reason why not,
4: to be honest. Because, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, no, I I would say definitely it's the same thing as when people are like, oh, can we force hotels to be sustainable or like agricultures to follow this sustainable practice? Yes, because the misconception is like agricultures were like, no, this is uh, this is going to cost me too much money but then actually being sustainable is more profitable in the long term mm. same with generosity and that's that's really our philosophy it's like at the end it's it's much more profitable if everyone's doing good to one another than, you know um uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure you've heard this phrase no I, I think it's from the u.s right it's like help as many people as you can around you and you're always going to get that return on investment of that time you spent helping that that stranger or you know on the question on linkedin so we really think that the network effect can be extremely powerful yes Go it's ahead. really
0: interesting sorry to in- i've just jumped in on you so carry on after me but having worked with an nft project um uh, and uh, and i run the community there and I I help, um, I lead communications. One of the things that my colleague and I always do is reach out to brands about their interest in um, collaborating. And actually, one of the things that I have heard quite a few times is people's kind of like, um, certainly from a sustainable point of view, like there were quite a few brands that have been quite hesitant to get involved in Web3 because of the gas and that whole kind of sustainability angle, certainly pre-merge anyway. So this actually as a an altruistic type project could be a really good pitch in terms of getting brands that have got you know like a corporate social responsibility at at their core it could be a really good pitch to bring them on board man exactly
2: exactly and that's yeah that that's exactly how we're approaching them as well right and imagine the budget that they invest in greenwashing and all that you know uh, bs right Whereas here we're giving them something that you know is trendy and can be proven. You know, Ance.
0: Yeah, interesting. Sorry, Zerk. Did you want to say anything? Did you want to finish, buddy? No,
1: no, it's all good. I just uh, appreciate you guys answering my questions. So I've obviously, uh, it's always good to play
0: devil's advocate and ask the harder questions. So I hope you. Uh, yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I think it's really important with something like this too. Like we're talking Absolutely. about. We're talking about a new concept. We're talking about being generous and giving, and so these things they need to be stress tested. And I, I, I do, I do really think it's important, Zerk. So, no, absolutely yeah. cool. Um, obviously, blockchain gives like the added element of transparency in terms of donating. Um, how are you guys going to choose like the nonprofit organizations or, or whatever that 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 you feed into, or or can it be to any charity in the world that you can donate to? And then how are you going to because I, my assumption here is that you want to be able to show where the money goes beyond the donation, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, so actually, right now we're in talks with like um, to develop this full transparency from A to Z right but that's a big challenge because you can guarantee transparency as long as it's on chain but then as soon as you know that ngo sends it to their supplier and their supplier in africa converts it to zimbabwe dollars and starts buying it at the local merchants then it becomes impossible to trace and to be transparent Mm
3: -hmm. and so
2: what we're doing here is we're switching it around right instead of forcing an NGO to, you know, uh, submit ten thousand all these documents, submit all your receipts, then we use a software to screen them. Like, we're, we're working on this in the back end, it should go live within three, like, end of 2023. But if we take a step back, like on our MVP and how we're going to do it, it's switching it around, meaning we don't force them, rather we incentivize them. So, of course, there's minimum criterias to follow in terms of how you should be transparent. But since it will be on the platform, we're already guaranteeing the transparency from the donor to the NGO and from the NGO to the supplier. Then there's like a missing piece, right, between the supplier and the beneficiary. And this is where the entire, I would say, I like to call it proof of impact or like we can say gamification, where actually, you know how on booking.com or TripAdvisor, but more booking, you know, the hotel or the restaurant or whatever the business, they get the scores depending on how satisfied their customers are. And so how we're doing it is we're going to set a minimum number of criterias that the NGO needs to follow in terms of transparency. Then everything they do above and beyond that, they will benefit from additional visibility and higher scoring from the community. And the thought process was the following. It's like, we spent three months looking at how we can solve this on-chain, off-chain problem to trace generosity from A to Z. But then we asked ourselves, who are we trying to satisfy? Well, we're trying to satisfy the donors, right, the end user. And if the donor is the person at the end of the process who gives a score to the NGO and determines if yes or not, he's satisfied with how his money has been spent. And if not, 80% goes back to him, then you know we, we start to satisfy both parties without creating too many restrictions. That being said, we're currently talking to a company who already developed this A to Z um, and we'll probably implement it end of 2023. But as of now, it'll be like this, and we will not have any restrictions in terms of the type of NPOs because at the end, if they come on our platform, they know they'll have to follow certain rules of transparency, and I don't see why an NGO that wants the fraud would come here because we'd much easy, we, we, we will be much very easily able to identify that, right?
4: Yeah, I, I just want to add something if, if it's possible. Sorry. Oh, no, no, carry on. Yeah. Great, great. So about what, what Yunus said, right, about the proof of impact. So here is how it's going to work very, very easily. So as a donor, you'll be able to, you know, you choose a project that, that you care about. You donate, let's say, like $100. But here's the, the fun part, I think, and the interesting part about how we're going to do things. The $100 is not going to go immediately straight to uh, the charity, actually. It's going to be released uh, step by step by Milestones, Okay, so basically what it means is that first, let's say the charity is going to be able to have like $20, right, of your, the $100 that you sent to complete the first milestone. And as soon as they believe the first milestone is completed, they'll have the chance to, you know, upload any kind of evidence to prove that, you know, these $20 have been effectively used to, to achieve this first milestone. And then as a donor, you will judge if those $20 have been spent correctly as you thought they were going to be spent. If you believe, you know, they were spent correctly, then the next the funds for the next milestone are released. If not, you are refunded for the, the remaining $80. So I think in this way, we're really solving a very important problem in the traditional, you know, donation uh, yeah, experience, let's say, which is that in general, you know, as soon as you donate to a charity, the experience stops at this very moment. Uh, you may receive sometimes like a photo or, you know... Uh, Even, even, not even, to be honest, in like 90% of the cases, there's no feedback, no customer journey, nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're trying to solve, you know, by, by introducing this milestone system and this proof of impact, giving the power back to donors because, you know, we believe this is the way how it should be done.
0: It's a really, really difficult thing to take on that. And I applaud you in terms of like what you're going to try and do. I think having more visibility of how donated funds are spent and get, getting that feedback as a um as a donator. A donate a, that's right, a donateur, donor. A donor. <laughs> thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> as a donor. I think it's really, really important to get that feedback. And so um i think it's a very i mean it's going to be very very challenging for you uh, on, on another note like another thing that you may find challenge about like have you had any challenge from like the buddhist community about your use of buddha and and like how how you're going about that and 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 what what's your kind of your your go to answer in terms of you know the use of i guess a, a religious symbol in some sense
2: yeah that's a good point so this buddha is not religious at all so this is the laughing buddha from china okay. it's like a symbol of like uh, spirituality happiness etc and the one you're referring to is like the thailand buddha and the big difference is like if you guys check out like buddhist buddha it's like very thin it's all it's like it looks more like a it. woman. it has yeah so that, that, that's the yeah, yeah. Now, of course, there is a bit of mis- misconceptions, and that's why, as well, we have already taken off like the cigars, the alcohol from our Buddha. But other than that, you know, our biggest community base is like Indians, um, and, and also and, like there, yeah. there's many Buddhists, and 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 we've never had that complaint. Excellent. You know. I just thought it's one of those things
0: to ask. I just think
3: no, so. no that's a good question. That's a very good question. Actually, actually, they, they actually love it. Uh, to be honest, like we, we had. <laughs> We had a, a huge uh, community of Buddhists from Russia that, that came uh, when we first opened our Discord. And, and yeah, they, they really loved it. So I think that, that's not an issue really uh, for oh, them.
0: Amazing. Um, I remember when you opened your Discord, actually. And I remember it went absolutely berserk, like overnight and thousands of people came in. And it, I think it was during a time where it was, you know, the the NFT space has no doubt like changed a great deal. Since then, how are you nurturing a community? Let's take it back to to it being an NFT project. Like, how are you nurturing your community during this now very challenging market?
3: Yeah, yeah. So you, you're right. It went completely wild. Wild. I remember, like, uh, I mean, it was crazy. All those people joining our Discord, and uh, we opened. So last January, we we, we made two tweets, uh, including uh, the release of a promotion videos and that really triggered people and and interest. And uh, yeah, that was just amazing to see the the amount of response we had. And I remember we were in our office in Zurich and we were like, what's going on really? Uh, People were just pouring in the Discord and all night long we were there welcoming the the, the new members. And I think that was a great way to start. But yeah, to be honest with you, uh, I think we could have been more prepared as well, but overall it was amazing to, to see the hype it generated especially for the art. And I would say that now we can uh, definitely feel that there are less people around the space, but it seems to me that uh, one, the ones who actually remained are, are around are actually more informed about the space in general, uh, and they know what to look for in a project. So it, it really gives us the time to, to build on one side and, and to grow organically. And so today, to, to answer your question, there, there are many ways on how we try to keep the community engaged. Uh, so of course we have weekly event on the Discord. Where we also try to to collaborate with other Discord to to make joint events, especially in in these times, to really try to bring as many people as possible and, and, and make it uh, fun as possible for for the the, the members. Uh, but we're also trying to to innovate. I would say to to nurture the community, and keep everyone engaged. So. For example, we recently launched an ambassador program where uh, you can apply directly on our website. And we're really trying to to take the same approach as the give to earn philosophy there. Um, So by being an ambassador of our community, you you have the chance to represent Buddha Brothers and and really help us to spread awareness about the project. And, And we are creating different categories of ambassador and different tasks that you're able to complete. And depending on those tasks and the efforts you, you you're giving in, like we're rewarding you uh, on your performances, and we're also having like training sessions for those ambassadors. You know, we really want to give back that value that we get from them, and uh, and and you know that they can use for themselves or also to spread awareness about the project. So uh, I think like I would also add that we're always looking for those innovative tools around the space. So if you've been uh, in our Discord, you know that uh, there's a custom boat that we made for for newcomers. So for example, as you enter the Discord, there's a button clicking start my journey that takes you to your own dashboard where there's a list of tasks to complete, uh, which are totally automated. And now uh, there are more and more of, of these features around the space. And I think it's kind of becoming becoming the the norm, I would say, for every project to to do that and engage their their community. And uh, I, I've been looking at this collection called Utility Ape, if you if you know it. And they created this great Discord board called Engage to Earn, and that really makes it more interactive for members. And that uh, philosophy, like, goes really along with the the aspect that Eunice was talking about of gamifying experiences whether it be promoting our project or or through our our future donation marketplace awesome thank you and
0: uh yeah it's good to uh good to hear like that um you know despite it being a long road that you you've got a really engaged uh group people following you i i saw the the follow-up to the the tweet advertising this space and uh yeah, you know, a lot of people getting involved in uh, in, in sharing the good good news. Um, tell us a bit then about maybe the rest of your team. I know you have like four founders, but you, you have a bigger team, right? Like, who have you got in place to help you deliver all of this?
2: Yeah, um, maybe, sorry, Ben, if I can just add something on your last question. I would say that also, so there's the whole Discord thing where there's like many cool aspects. But also our philosophy was like, there's so many projects that do a mint and then in the roadmap, it's like, okay, in six months, the metaverse. And then in six months, it's like, okay, well, small issues guys. So the first, we wanted really to provide concrete utility to our community even now, right? Even before our platform is live. So right now our gift to earn games and our staking is already live. So what we're doing is like, we're testing the version of the game with our community and then doing a sort of back and forth, right? Like a user lead generation it's called in the startup world, like worlds. And the idea is like the best game is the one that's gonna be developed with your community. And so we already released this game of gift to earn that our community can play on and so and this really already introduces our philosophy right of being generous and be rewarded in exchange um, and of, and every more or less two three weeks we release kind of an improvement to the game so for example the next one will be like um, prizes and the buddha shop in the game in in four weeks there'll be an improved staking version and so every two weeks or every you know pe- periodically we always want to keep providing something to that existing community Um Great. Now, going on the team, so yeah, all all four of us were the co-founders. Then we have four advisors for each of the specific areas. So on one side, we have a blockchain advisor. On the other, so our blockchain advisor, he worked like 20 years in, in family offices and works like as a consultant for private individuals and he works in blockchain companies. His name is Stefan Becker. You guys can check them all out on our websites. We have Elodie, who was the previous chief marketing officer at Kudelski, and she's our marketing advisor we have Laurent who I said is our head designer who worked on like Harry Potter Spiderman uh, you know they're all over 4- 45 years old and on the last side uh, it's Nordine who's our financial advisor and who spent 25 years at Deutsche Bank and this kind of goes at what I touched upon in the intro it's like although Web3 and NFT is this new disruptive kind of crazy world at the end we need to apply fundamentals And really, you know, expertise, like bringing that expertise from veterans, professionals, because at the end of the day, a business is a business, right? And you need a function with due diligence. And so that's really the advising team. We're the core team. And then below, maybe Matthias can say a bit more about this, uh, but we've got, yeah, a big team in terms of community managers and, and, and Mark, you know, mods. I don't know, Matthias, if you want to touch on that a bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's the the basic NFT uh, structure that you see. So, I mean, we've got uh, community uh head uh, which is ariana we have uh some senior mods we have moderators uh, we have a team a collab team that that helps us to 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 like i'd say reach out to other projects and and make good collabs so yeah that that's basically it uh, from the team we also have jason that you didn't mention with uh non-profit organization and uh is uh, really like um making the first reach out to to those ngos and kind of trying to understand the, the pain point of those non-profit organization by interviewing them and really gather feedbacks from them and how the blockchain technology could actually um like improve their, the way they're raising funds
0: and i'm so glad you've touched on that that was like the one recruit the one hire the one person I really wanted to hear that you guys had which was someone who actually understands the other side of this because you guys are all very very clearly like great commercial um, you know like you you're all graduates you've all um, you know you've all done well in your careers from a commercial point of view but to have that real understanding of like non-profit charitable donations organizations in that sector I think that's really essential
2: yeah, no, no, de- definitely. And we also have like a a blockchain consultant from the United Nations who's working with us as an advisor. And I would say that's the big strength of our project. It's, since it has some sort of philanthropy kind of aspect to it, well, it's very easy for us to like be surrounded with the right people. And if I could just add one last thing, which for me is crucial in our project, it's why why are we pitching all of this the donation mark the donation marketplace the brands the long-term vision right it's because at the end of the day we have our existing community we will be releasing our collection so the golden pass this week then the main collection late, later this year but at the end, our, our monetization strategy is not to keep selling NFT collection after NFT collection to the same community. This is why we're taking the road of raising funds from venture capitalists, foundations and incubators, because we don't want to keep selling, you know, taking until the last dollar from our existing community, but rather source money from outside to bring the maximum value around this collection, which I think is an approach also that has not been seen a lot in this space.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I'm so sorry.
2: My phone glitched there for a moment, but I did catch it. Um,
0: uh, I'm going to just ask my uh, panel, my guys, if there's anything that you guys want to ask, guys, like um, please put your hands up soon because I am going to ask a couple of final questions and we're already almost at the hour mark, unbelievably. Um, The the next question I was going to ask you guys really was like, what does the timeline look like then between now and like you launching your collection because you, you've, you're clearly taking your time, you're building something which ha- is, is, r- has got real longevity in terms of a whole ecosystem. Like what does your timeline look like?
3: Right, so uh, yeah, as you said, we, we're really taking our time. I mean, we opened the, January, the Discord in January and we really wanted to, to give something to our, our olders, I would say, uh, the, the people who've been there since the beginning. So in uh, June uh, this year, we launched our Genesis collection of 269 pieces, uh, the reincarnation pass, which sold out uh, in 20 minutes. And the mint of the main collection has not been announced yet. And we are hoping uh, maybe towards the end of the year or beginning of next year. Uh, But now really in the the short term, actually, I really wanted to talk about it uh, today is that we are having an auction for our Golden Pass and uh, really want to tell you more about it. Uh, so there, there are a total of 20 Golden Passes. Uh, and this is really the highest statue that one can get within our ecosystem. Uh, there are many, many advantages to own a Golden Pass. So uh, let me give you a few examples. The main advantage uh, is really that you will guarantee be guaranteed to get a Buddha in the top 1% rarity during the mint of the main collection. Uh, it will allow you to generate two times the regular amount of Belly token when staked. And you will also be able to future uh, to design in the future a unique Buddha that uh, you'll design yourself. And there are many more advantage. For example, you'll have more uh, power in the DAO that Eunice was mentioning. There'll be more in-game benefits, whitelist priority discounts and access to a VIP shop reserved to the Golden Pass holder. Uh, so, if you wish to participate, you can uh, register now on the premium link that we have attached to our, our pin tweet, uh, and there, there will be also one free golden pass raffled for those uh, resi- registering. Uh, and I will tell you more about the, the auction uh, on Discord and through, through future tweets. So make sure to turn on the, the notification. Uh, and one very very important aspect that we always want to to put light on is that we are all about giving so 50% of the proceed of this auction will go directly to a a partner NGO for which the community will be able to to vote for Um, and, and now I mean until the mint of the main collection I think Alan touched up touch upon this uh, before, Uh, we plan to release a a new version of the the Give to Earn game uh, 2.0 with new features. And that will be available to pass holders at first, as we really plan to gather feedbacks from them. Uh, And then we are also at the same time developing uh, our future donation marketplace, as well as talking to NGO to better understand their pain points, as mentioned. And finally, we're also talking with different VCs and actors within the Web3 space to, to raise the first round of funding, uh, which was re- we, will really support us in, into, I'd say, creating the vision we we aspire to uh, on the long term.
0: Amazing. Okay. And so you're, you're looking then at, at additional funding beyond
2: that which you meant with.
1: Yeah. Yes we're securing
2: yeah. we're securing this round of funding by in the next 1 month and a half So and just to answer the last question of Zerg, which I remember I never answered is like, how are we going to get this mass on our platform? Well, we already have some signed partnerships at the moment. It's like we approach donation marketplaces that already have millions of people. And we tell them, hey, how about you reward your users with karma? From there, they will get karma. So it's an incentive for that marketplace, they give more to their customers, and they will come on our website in order to redeem those gifts and those benefits. Um, so I would, that's just the, the last thing I wanted to add in terms of the go-to-market strategy. Um, and we already have some big players that, that are signing contracts. And Matias, just when is the Golden Pass? I'm not sure if we, if we stress that out enough.
3: Yeah, it's, it's on Wednesday, uh, 19th of October. So it's actually in two days. Uh, you can register until tomorrow evening. So that's about 11 p.m. C.T. time zone. So it's a bit more than 24 hours. So the the link to register is on our pinned tweet. So uh, there is no way you can miss that if you wish to, to participate.
0: Brilliant. Well, guys, uh, this has been absolutely fantastic. We are... I had a few extra questions to ask, but we are up at the one hour mark. And I like to be really firm with that because we then convert this into a podcast that people can listen back to and uh, typically people don't like listening to podcasts that are longer than an hour unless you're Joe Joe Rogan Um, (laughs) and I'm not at that point yet so um, I just think you know I, I really would implore people to have a really really good look into this and what's going on I think it's fascinating that you are really putting your effort into um something that's so positive and in this space there are lots of things that can really really kind of nibble away at people from a negative point of view um there are lots of nice people though in this space and i think putting something like this in front of those nice people could yield really really good results so i i am really hopeful and i'm looking forward to watching what you do um Zerk, spaceman. Thanks, guys, for coming up. Really
1: appreciate you guys. Thanks for hopping on and uh, letting us know about Buddha. Great, yeah. listen, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much, man.
0: Man. a lot. Great stuff. And and, uh, and Alan, uh, Mateus, and Eunice from Buddha Brothers. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate you coming up. I wish you the best of luck with it. I will. Uh, I'll keep watching, and and uh, you must come back and tell us how you did in the future.
4: Absolutely. Likewise. Thanks a lot yeah, thanks thanks for the great day, guys. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Bye. guys. Everyone, Bye-bye. have a wonderful evening. G M G M.